Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Verifiable Randomness. I want to start out this episode, I want to apologize for last week's episode. I feel like it was a little too slow, maybe for the listeners. I felt like when I was listening to it, I was like, I should have put a warning to put this episode at 2x speed. Because here's what happens. We normally record on Thursday. I'm hoping we can make it Wednesday now. But I had just, it was end of a week, I had taken an edible and it just knocked me out. And I was just so slow and not very entertaining, I don't think. So if you stuck with us through that episode, thank you. Try not to record off at the end of a week on an edible anymore. Did you catch that, by the way, last week? I always listen to every episode on 2x speed. Oh, okay. So you didn't ca- catch it because it was on 2x speed. So it probably sounded normal. It sounded okay. I thought it was good. Also, I never apologize for anything ever. If I do find myself in the position of having to make amends for some heinous action of mine, I instead say, please forgive me. Because you're technically still telling somebody to do something when you say, please forgive me. And it sounds like you're apologizing. So I'm sorry, and please forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> because the action's on them, they have to do it, as opposed to you <laughs> yeah. saying you're sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's behind your philosophy of never apologizing? Is that, is that like a, in a book you read? Never. I feel like you could write a book called Never Apologize, My Guide to Living a Successful Life. And it's basically a 200-page book with like one point, which is never apologize. Totally. Just is no that, regrets, dude. That was the theory. But how did you decide or who gave you the idea to say, please forgive me as opposed to I'm sorry? I don't know. I just freestyled it. I was just thinking about it. Please forgive me. It's on you. I'm not going <laughs> to apologize, but you can forgive me. Exactly. <laughs> we had. I was looking at the stats. We had a, a listener from Germany. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's my friend Philip, probably. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> also, the first time you were on the show, huge, huge numbers. Huge numbers. You spread the word. Yeah. Haven't been that huge since. I've been proselytizing it. We need some Actually, merch. just recently. Dude, we, okay, digital merch. I really like this idea. So that digital yeah. shirt that I showed you. Okay, yeah. think about this. Some certain technology companies are basically running a side hustle as a t-shirt company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. imagine that shirt that I sent you, that picture, Dress X or whatever. So I'm interested in this idea of digital fashion, like selling people clothes that don't actually exist. So I and should I think say, you sent earlier today, you sent me a, a message of you in a funky sweater. And I was like, oh, that's a cool sweater. And then you were like, it doesn't really exist. And then I looked at it, <laughs> I zoomed it up and I was like, oh yeah, it's clearly an overlay or whatever. But you yeah. paid for it. It's just a digital sweater. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I would say that this is a perfect application for merch because if you're creating yeah yeah, some swag shirt for a company so can you contact this company and get a verifiable randomness digital clothing store front yeah alexandra and i are gonna try to start like doing that and we're gonna start with chess merch 
and we can make verifiable randomness merch too. It'll be like a crazy otherworldly t-shirt. Like maybe it's yeah. made of fur or something like that. And let's say verifiable randomness and then people can yeah. give us an image of them and we'll put it on and then they can post it somewhere. Dude, I love it. All right, everybody, get ready to spend $30 on a verifiable randomness <laughs> sweater this holiday season. It doesn't actually exist. It comes with an NFT. And you get to wear it on your cards, but you don't actually have to buy it and wear it, which is great. And then we're going to donate it, some of that money to global supporting, warning. Global, to supporting warning. global warning. Yeah. Global warning. <laughs> I have this. Um... Oh, before we, I get into that, do you have a sponsor for the show? Digital fashion. That's the sponsor. Have I made a sponsor yet of the session IPAs? I can't remember at this point if I've already, I feel like I've had beer as a sponsor, but I have, I had particularly these low, like I love an IPA, but you have one, you're drunk and full, but now they're like these lower alcohol, lower calorie IPAs that still have a lot of flavor. Have I talked about this? I don't recall. I, know I don't recall. Did it's quite possible <laughs> I have. It's quite possible I have. I don't think so, though. I think I would have remembered that, and I don't recall it. So I'm going to go with no, you have not mentioned that. Okay, well, I've been trying out a bunch of them, and I've decided there's a winner. There's some great ones, and they keep – all the big breweries keep coming out with ones now. So we're talking about like 100 calories, 4 carbs, 4% alcohol, but still have – not like the full on flavor of an IPA, but a, like a decent amount of flavor for an IPA. Best one, Lagunitas. It's called Lagunitas Daytime. They nailed it. There's some good ones out there. There's some good ones out there, but Lagunitas really is the best. Um, there's one called The Purist. It actually, I can't sleep. It like messes with my sleep. It's like nothing. It's like lo a lager and it, I don't know what it does, but I just realized it actually really messes up my sleep cycle so i can't have that one lagunitas i feel like it's, it tastes great i don't feel like it really messes with my sleep too much and you have two it's like 200 calories and it just still tastes good it still tastes like beer so that's my sponsor i like it what do you think of um a verifiable randomness sketch show I'm into it. Here's okay. Here's what got me thinking about this. Because I like keep reading. It's like Apple's new watch coming out with new iPhone, and I used mm -hmm. to have this joke, and I just feel like I can't be the only person who had this joke. But I'll ask somebody like, "Oh, what?" Somebody like, "Oh, they announced a new iPhone." And I'll be like, "Well, what's the new features?" And then uh, some I'll always be like, "Well, does it suck your dick?" <laughs> like, just tell me when that's the feature. So I just imagine the sketch where you have like someone playing Tim Cook and he's like, we finally did it. The number one asked for feature, the iPhone 20 sucks your dick. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled our consumers and this was, has been the number one requested iPhone feature for 24 years. I feel like an think? Android phone will probably beat them to the punch. For sucking the dick. Probably man. Android yeah, but, probably yeah, but dude, the Apple phone's going to, do it real good, you know? The Android one, it'll just be like, eh. The Apple suck your dick feature, it's, it's gonna be like, you know, premier, premium. They're gonna work on that technology. 
Android, yeah, they'll do like a quick hack. And they'll be like, it technically sucks your dick. It's just not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. That's Probably actually, yeah, so. I feel like that's a good thing to do for the sketch show. You have, you could actually do that. Like they're competing on features and then these tech reviewers are going through, okay. And they're like, okay, but people want to know which one sucks your dick better. Is it the Android <laughs> or is it the iPhone? Yeah, those reviewers, YouTube product yeah. review guys. Oh, and you can have them like testing it in real time. And then you got to have the Chinese company doing a knockoff suck your dick feature. Yeah, that's what the Android phones are. Well, you have like the Samsung. Mm -hmm. I guess it's South Korean. But then like I'm talking about like the real, let's just copy everything. Yeah, those do exist. But they're actually kind of awesome. I saw this thing once in... You're, hold on, did you just Hong say Kong? the suck your dick feature kind of exists? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, no. I just said that those crazy DIY like phone hacks that people make in China are kind of awesome. Like, I saw this one phone in Hong Kong at this electronics market, which was an iPhone, like sort of, like a Frankenstein iPhone that had screen on two sides. Cool. <laughs> 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 uh that okay that sounds like a phone yeah it was cool this new iphone sucks yo dick can you imagine being on the product team they're like all right we just got to build this feature how would you the design the brainstorming session the design planning meeting it'd be like all right look here's what the iphone's got to do we don't know how it's going to do it Let's get the industrial design team in here. We got to figure this out. Yeah, Johnny Ives. If anyone can figure it out, it would be <laughs> Sir Johnny, Johnny we Ives. We need you to come back and figure out how to get this feature on. Oi, Governor, Johnny. <laughs> you need it to suck your dick, huh? <laughs> you need the iPhone to suck your dick, okay. <laughs> Where does the cum go, mate? That's what we got to figure out. Where does the cum go? Can't get into the internals. <laughs> it's like, that would be the thing. We overcame all these engineering challenges. Everyone wanted to know, where does the cum go? That was the big, the big problem we couldn't solve. We figured it out with the iPhone 25. It reads your heart rate, supposedly. <laughs> it actually, Even now. It actually has a... It doesn't let you come into it. That's what they, that was their workaround. It's like, it knows when you're gonna come and it locks up. So you can't actually come into your iPhone. Hmm. So far this episode of Verifiable Randomness truly is, I think getting to the point of the show where this is nothing like what we talked about last week. <laughs> I don't think Could we've be. said suck your dick one time in 30 plus episodes and we've been laying it down you know, nonstop. I almost feel like the point of this episode is now is for us to see how many times we can say suck your dick before the episode ends. I have a third sponsor. Okay. Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. Okay. Is there going to be a good transition of how you got from an iPhone that sucks your dick to Abraham Lincoln? No. But I read a cool quote from him today. Okay. Hold on. Is he the sponsor because he had a cool quote? 
Yeah. Okay. Want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. He said, every man is said to have his peculiar ambition, whether it be true or not. I can say for one that I have had no other so great as that of being truly esteemed by my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. How far I shall succeed in gratifying this ambition is yet to be developed. I am young and unknown to many of you. I was born and have ever remained in the most humble walks of life. I have no wealthy or popular relations to recommend me. My case is thrown exclusively upon the independent voters of this country, or county, I mean. And if elected, they will have conferred a favor upon me for which I shall be unremitting in my labors to compensate. But if the good people in their wisdom shall see fit to keep me in the background, I have been too familiar with disappointments to be very much chagrined. Your friend and fellow citizen, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. That's a, he spoke that or he wrote it? I think he wrote it. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, same. He's so cool. Abraham Lincoln's the man. So you heard it, folks. There was no <laughs> transition between an iPhone that sucks your dick and an Abraham Lincoln quote. That's why the show is called Verifiable Randomness. Because you couldn't have planned that if you wanted to. No, you couldn't. What's, what else has been on your mind this week? Dude, Benny Hagen's O. <laughs> Besides that... Uh, mm. I'll tell you what's been on my while you think about it since you came to the taping so prepared what the uh, here's what's been on my mind okay hit me with it I think we're getting a little out of control with technology why so I just I just think if we start to wear our clothes just digitally, mm-hmm. and I actually had this written down before you even brought up clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't we lose something about being a human? Here's what actually made me think of this. I was just reading something about these companies that are trying to make Zoom meetings better mm-hmm. for remote work. And I'm just like, why? Why do we need to try to like keep people on video and replicate working in an office? I just feel like the best way to remote work is spend as little time on Zoom as possible and just do your work and then go about your life with real people as opposed to trying to create this digital world. I don't know. I think we're all wired a little differently. You know me, I like to be moving and outside so if i'm just figuring out how to optimize myself in front of my screen or on my screen i just don't i wouldn't feel like that's a very valuable life okay yes and but you can say yes yes it is nice to interact with people irl and that's something that people should definitely make time for. I see value in 
creating cool ways to collaborate across large distances for the reason that it lets people live wherever they want and still work on things in cooperation, share ideas, create cooler stuff. I guess, I guess I, I don't disagree with you. I guess my point is, and I, maybe I didn't do, forgive me for not explaining this. <laughs> I mean more, I'm spending time preparing what my digital workspace looks like. And I'm spending time trying to, like I'm spending five minutes for my background, what yeah. it's gonna look like, as opposed to just using the tools to help us collaborate and talk and not being overly concerned with uh, all the other stuff. You don't like to, exp but you get value from it. And I get value from it too. You express yourself with that with that background. I don't disagree either, but, it, but it's okay. Maybe, okay, please forgive me again. Okay. It's like the thing that I didn't like working for corporations is that you optimize for really dumb shit, like the color of slides, right? and yeah. the spacing on slides. I feel like ideally mm -hmm. you'd get away from that sort of dumb optimization working mm -hmm. remotely. And I feel like these companies are trying to bring it back in just a dumber, in a dumb way. They're like, we're gonna create these tools so you can optimize for really dumb things. I have recently been thinking about whether or not something is dumb in the sense of if you can get people to pay for something, it's obviously adding value to their life. And in that respect, I don't, that statement is not true. Come on. Think about, think, put a little bit of pressure on that statement. It breaks, it falls apart instantly. If you can get people to willingly shell out money for something, then you're adding value. No, it means someone. you're a good salesman. It doesn't mean what you're doing is adding value. Okay. But it could mean that you're adding value. Yeah, but you just said, you said it in a grand statement of truth and then I'm just saying it falls apart. You can't make a broad generalization of something like that because I think people spend so much money on dumb shit all the time that doesn't add value. <laughs> yeah, marketing and stuff, yeah. Yeah. The best times that you make a purchase, I would say it does add value. When you bought your water pick or your Lagunitas seasonal IPA that add value to your life. Yeah, but not everything you buy adds value. But ideally everything that you buy but adds value. Not, I mean, not in consumerist America, that's for damn sure. I agree with that. You know what I realized I realized as a feature, not a bug of this show, is that, that? we... Like I was thinking on last episode, I said something which I found to be so like you couldn't, it was such a truth. You couldn't argue with it. And then you tried to argue with me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just to be the funny contrarian, but then I realized that's actually kind of a feature of the show, not a bug that yeah, that's true. you tried to disprove an almost undisprovable point that I made. <laughs> what was it? 
the point was that New York City and Boston are the dating like dating meccas, like it does, online dating. It doesn't oh, get much yeah. better. Yeah, and you were trying to say that's not true, and I was like, how can you, how can you say that's not true? That's a crazy I stand by that. I stand by that. Impossible. <laughs> I stand by that statement. It's like me saying New York City has a lot of tall buildings, and you're like, well, not necessarily. Not that tall, honestly. Have you TBH. seen Krypton's buildings? Have you ever been to Dubai, dude? New York City buildings are not that tall. <laughs> I mean, it depends on my definition of tall. I got interested in the definition of tall in actual facts because I was paranoid that I was short. And then I realized, actually, I'm tall. Because the definition of tall is not short. And the definition of short is below average height. And average height in America is shorter than I am, which makes me tall. Although I'm very barely tall. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. I was paranoid about it for a while. Wait, though, okay. I totally agree with the fact that people spend money that doesn't add value. But ideally, you're spending money on things that are in value. So if people are spending money on something that they find adds value or some sense, or if someone can make them think that in some possible world that is adding value to their life such as those things that are silly to optimize but make them feel good then this is a useful thing i again i think what you're saying is ludicrous it makes no sense i was thinking about it in the context of chess so if people spend money on chess or would put up with ads you can think about it with the ads too right so you show people ads in a game and so the threshold for some games of showing ads, I will just get sick of looking at the ads and then I'll just quit playing that game because I find the ads too annoying. But on games that I really like, I'll tolerate some ads because I know that, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with your statement some of the time. I'm just saying to say all the time, I think is a crazy thing to say. I agree, I agree. That's right. All the time is not the case. But 100%, you cannot dispute the fact that Boston and New York City are amongst the world's online dating meccas. You can't, it's indisputable. It's indisputable. That's like saying Albany's not the capital of New York State. It's, what are you talking about? Because you don't Albany, want, you wish it wasn't? It's kind of not, I would say. Because <laughs> everyone knows the cultural capital of New York State is New York City. Albany's just this weird political capital. Have you ever been to Albany? Yes, I have, actually. <laughs> I have, too. Dude, I went in the winter once. It, oof. That was depressing. It's sort of cool. The Capitol building <laughs> Of course, kind of cool. we're going to disagree on this. What are you talking about? The Capitol building. The Capitol building is cool. It was like Soviet 80s architecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and, giant egg and stuff. And friggin' dark and gloomy and cloudy. I was like, this is so depressing, this town. In the winter, I'm sure upstate New York in the summers got got its charms. But in the winter, I was just like, with the architecture and the the gloom of deep winter in upstate New York, I was like, architecture is pretty crazy. The state capitol building is beautiful. I would say. Oh yeah. That architecture, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those giant skyscrapers and stuff, it's pretty interesting. At least that oh, little man. capital area, Albany. I always call it Albania, actually. Dude, I was um. 
Okay, I was, when I was staying up in Albany, I was staying with, I got, I was just up there for a school trip. I got put into a room with Orthodox. We were actually, before we started filming, we were talking about Orthodox Jews, but I was put into a room with Orthodox Jews. And what they did was they, for Shabbat, they can't cook or whatever. Or, or so they had this slow cooker and they let it cook for like 24 hours. So they turn it on before Shabbat, they let it cook and then they can turn it off and eat it. So like slow cooks, there's some word for it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, this, and they're like, it's amazing. So it's like Saturday night. They start ladling it out. And I'm, you know, I'm active in the army, right? Um, when I'm visiting. And they're like, I'm about, I'm so hungry. I'm so excited. I'm watching this thing cook. I'm about to take a spoonful. And they go, oh, by the way, we should probably tell you, we cook it in marijuana. We cook marijuana in this thing. I knew that you were going to say that. I like and didn't know it, but like I felt it. And I was, I was like, I was like, you told me in the right amount of time because we get drug tested. Yeah. And I don't know how I would explain why I tested <laughs> positive on a piss test for marijuana. I'd be like, look, these were the Dutch shoes. They were cooking this thing. And I didn't that sounds know like a joke, I, honestly. Yeah, I didn't know they put marijuana in it. Yeah, that's funny. This dude in Williamsburg, the like, one friend I had who was Orthodox Jew was this dude who I would smoke weed with all the time. And yeah, he had always had really good weed. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, it, I didn't smell. That's so, but anyway, that's the story I think of now when I think of Albany, besides the, the gloom um, of being up there. I think of and Robert Moses. We're gonna Moses, have to take a, a quick break because I think our recording is gonna temporarily end, and then we'll just let it end, and then we'll get right back on. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So the other thing I was thinking of was like, what if I actually I ate it, this weed soup or whatever? I didn't even know it had weed, and then I tested positive, and I had no clue how I tested positive. They wouldn't believe me. I'd be like. Sir, I really have no clue how I tested positive. And they'd be like, right. And then for the rest of my life, it would, I'd go to prison and it'd be this mystery of how I tested positive for weed. You uh, go to prison? Well, I don't know if you, dude, I, you get in as an, as a, as an officer to test positive for an illegal narcotic in the army. Man, I mean, bad stuff would happen. I don't know. It would be bad. Because remember, you fall under the UCMJ. It's a different uniform code of military justice. It's a whole different justice system if you're in the military. And yeah, it's a lot more Marshall? strict. Yeah, it's a lot more strict. I, I even think like adultery is a crime in the UCMJ. Dude, it depends, man. It depends, I think, on a lot of things. If adultery is a crime? Well, what are you talking in about? the Civil War, for instance, this dude like killed somebody else in the army of... Uh, the Cumberland. I think his name was Jefferson Davis, but he was a union general. He didn't like his superior or something and he killed him. And they're just like, uh, okay, well that guy was universally agreed to be kind of a dick. So we're just going to let this one slide. Yeah. I'm not sure how to bring this to you, but the justice system during the civil war is not the same as it, uh, 
Do you think they even had marijuana in the Civil War? You'd know. If anybody would know, it'd be you. Uh, I don't think what so. What sort of drugs did they have that people would do? A lot of coffee. The yeah. soldiers on both sides liked coffee and smoking tobacco a lot. So, and the Union Army always had good coffee, and the Southern Army always had good tobacco, and they would trade mm. it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I always like have wondered if drugs have existed for all time. You think there'd be, but there's no dope. I guess tobacco. There's just soldiers weren't doing dope. Virginia. Dude, I'm telling you, if I had tested positive for marijuana back in the day, I can. Dude, I would have gotten in serious trouble, like serious trouble. Um, You think so? Dude, what do you? I'm I'm telling you as a fact. (laughs) Uh, Well, based on my study of the Civil War, I don't know if that's true. You think oh, really? Man. Oh yeah. Get oh, dishonorably yeah. discharged or something Dude, like that. I, something bad. I'm just saying. Can you? Ima- I, I'd go my whole life. I'd just be like, God hates me. I didn't actually smoke, and <laughs> I got dishonorably discharged for protesting. But I don't know if that. But you know, I'd be like crazy. Anyway, some parallel. T- There's some universe where that happened, by the way. So it's just a matter of. Oh, this multiverse idea laid out. What's that? The multiverse idea. Multiverse, yeah. Infinite, infinite. <laughs> Every infinite. branching point. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Infinite on infinite on infinite. Hmm. Um. So I think I okay. You're gonna. I think you might give me some serious pushback on this, which is fine. Okay, hit me with it. I think I'm gonna move. I'm gonna flip this place and move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where to? Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> All right. I, okay. <laughs> Southern California and me are we yeah. just culture clash? We're just we're, like it's such a class of cultures. It is. I mean. You know, people are slaves to their cars here. I don't believe in, I believe in cars augmenting your life, not you being a slave to it. Mm -hmm. And you definitely got to have one. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that people raise their kids in this pollution blows my mind. Like it blows my mind that people just raise their kids in all this pollution and don't think about it while their kids are developing. Um... And yeah, I just gotta be in a city, man. Okay, what are your thoughts? Well, the first thought I had was that the pollution in California is not that bad. Like I used to live in Beijing and the pollution is way worse in Beijing. So that's one. Okay, it's relative, but it's still not good. Yeah, okay. The AQI has been red here for like two months or whatever. And okay, but I, I get it, relative, yeah. Okay. It's still then, bad, it's just not as bad. Yeah, true. Okay, another thing was something that popped into my mind was what I used to think about New York, that I used to think to myself that New York City is the city that I hate the least. 
Okay. <laughs> and that's why I lived there. But yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, I, I actually want to get to Europe. Europe. Yeah. I know that you have been saying this for a while. I think. Yeah, I have been saying this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. What about giving it some time? You haven't been there very long. So I thought about this too, but here's the thing. I've actually already had a period in my life where I spent almost a year and a half in a place I knew I wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And I just bared it out. And then when I reflect, I was like, man, that was a precious year and a half of your life. You should have just gone with your gut, not your gut, like what everything was telling you like way earlier. Cause life's too short to do that. And I was like, I'll never do that again. And I already have that feeling here. Um, so, uh, and dude, this, so I saw Craig Robinson do stand up and it was like, we actually drove there and it was on the top of a parking lot in Irvine because they was, mm -hmm. couldn't do it in the theater. Mm -hmm. So it was like on the roof and they had a screen and everybody just stayed in their cars. But he had this mm -hmm. joke. He's like, Orange County is the Florida of California. And everybody laughed so hard. And it was like, oh, he's so right. So true. Dude, Orange County is the Florida of California. It what is. What does that even mean? Dude, have you ever been to Florida? Yeah, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> dude, it's kind of some places, but some places you're like, this is weird. Like I was in Palm Beach for a wedding last year. Yeah. Or the year before, I can't even remember. And I was just like, it's like theoretically very pretty, but it, it's something is off. And everybody I'd say that to is like, I totally know what you mean. There's just something like you get the heebie-jeebies. Like you're like, oh, I see why Epstein came here. Like and <laughs> did all this stuff in his mansion because it's just it's like there's Miami, something though. off. What's that? Miami is so cool. See, awesome. I hear, here's the thing I hear about Miami. People say, I hear some people say it's great. And then the other half say it's so overrated. They never want to live there again. And they hated it. I've heard both. I've never lived there, but I, I like visiting there. I think it's beautiful. It's cool. It has a cool vibe. Yeah. It has a big Orthodox community. So it seems like <laughs> New York. It's just cool. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. And it's beautiful. And it just makes me feel like I'm in the, video game vice city whenever i go there i feel that i'm in the video game vice city every single second that i'm in miami would you live great. there though i don't think i would want to live there but i like to go there yeah i also think that florida is awesome it has like three football teams and nfl teams that's kind of cool it's a lot of teams for a state it's like the same like california or texas or something i think I california like even has four getting into professional sports is everybody's getting out of Dude, I so my guy I like on Twitter so much. He actually said something today about how like he thinks sports are ending, like sports on TV, really? like nobody gives a shit anymore. I'm with him, dude. I don't give a shit about sports on TV. <laughs> really, don't couldn't care less. Yeah, but I as well. I also couldn't care less. I like to watch those highlights. That's it. You just want to be in the meme pool. Yeah, I think also the highlights are just really well done. They're really entertaining three minute videos or like 10 minute videos <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about basically just two memes happening. I've been watching commentators on sports that people get really into it. And these guys are fascinating because they have obviously watched the whole game and they talk about the ebb and flow and they're like, Oh yeah, this point, like this thing happened at a time when they had really good momentum and it really changed the course of the whole game. And I was like, Whoa, I would never have known that from watching just this. But to me, the fact that they're saying that, I think it's kind mm -hmm. of bullshit. Like, they don't know that that's... Yeah, they don't really know. That's true. That's true. 
I don't really know. It's hard to say. Also, I look at guys like Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints or something like this, and it's like these dudes get so worked up about a kind of like silly game at the end of the day. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. dude, who really cares if people take this like brown orb? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> this well you know why he cares? Because if they do good things with the brown orb, he makes millions of dollars. So to him, that brown orb is like one huge economic incentive. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Sports. Yeah. It's a good well, way to get that brown it. orb into that part of the field. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. So funny. and then people are like, he got the brown orb <laughs> into the field. He did it. He the brown orb. He moved the brown orb. Yeah. But it's kind of gets on awesome. what we talked about last time, about how it's all just so, so made up. I feel that the same, it is made up, but I just like to like reflect on how worked up people get and stuff. It's basically like politics too. It's the same kind of the deal. People getting yeah. so worked up. Yeah. I just yeah. like to watch people's great enthusiasm for things. Not even that I like want one side particularly to like win or lose, like, or like sit there and hope one person wins. I just like to watch people like dunking on each other and stuff. Just like, whoa. So, and look, look when I say, okay, when I backpacked Europe after college, mm. it was during the Euro Cup, which I didn't even know was a thing. I just heard of the World Cup. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. You wait for Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh it was so i mean it was it was i'd never known fun like that yeah like, cool. it was just to to just all the young people coming out to the bars and like getting you know excited to kick that sphere into the net you know and <laughs> yeah, yeah and it was just insane fun that um i get i get but like if it was just a regular game okay maybe um, but that was like that was almost more it was so cool because it brought it was like a it was an excuse for the community to get together yeah yeah as opposed to me which was more fun than anything else you totally. know so i think anything that could bring the community together and have them cheering yeah i agree uh, uh it's just great uh, oh the world cup's gonna be in america did you know that in 2026 oh is that true i wonder what yeah. city in all cities, it's going to be in America, Canada, and Mexico as well. North America, generally. And the final game is going to be in New York. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I want to go. I think that'd be really fun. I hope they get the uh, Olympics going next year. Because it got postponed this year. Yeah. In Tokyo. Summer. I know, I know. It's too bad. Olympics. Summer Olympics. And it's what Tokyo? I think that'd be crazy i've always thought that the olympics okay here's something i think about because i've always i remember when i was in the army um i was like and i one of the olympics was on and i was like the olympics have got to be the hardest thing to plan ever like and then this dumb guy this dumb army he's like no what about going to war and i was just like you're so stupid even say something like that but I couldn't think of it at the time I just looked at it and I was like you're a moron and I can't figure out why and then later I realized why it's because okay. war's chaos like war's like just uh or no he said like invading a country it's like okay there's like so much room for shit it's expected that nothing's going to go according to plan whereas the Olympics everything has to go according to plan 
to the mm. minute. And you have to have all these people, the spectators, the coaches, and in a place at the down to the minute, all the camera, you know, all the camera crews, all the languages, all the mm -hmm. food, all the security. Like I just, it's such an insane thing to do. Um, the lodging, like how you just accommodate and actually communicate with all these different people. Cause you've got what a hundred, how many countries go to the Olympics? A lot. That's also a lot. like a question, like a yeah. political question. Cause I have a friend who's from Hong Kong and he is a European guy, his parents, yeah. but he was born in Hong Kong and he wanted to compete for Hong Kong in the Olympics for skiing, but they were, cause he could have qualified, but they're, cause he's like fast at skiing or something. But they were like, no, you can't do it because you're not Chinese. <laughs> and he was pissed. Yeah. It's... Anyway, the freaking Olympics, man. What a thing. But it happens. I agree. It all comes together. Yeah. Both are hard to plan, I'd say. Dude, I think one is way easier than mm. the other. They're similar, I would say. It's not like capture the flag, bro. <laughs> it's not like what the Olympics. No, capture the flag country. should be an Olympics event. They're kind of similar because I feel like sports is basically just training for war, like in historical way. Oh, dude! And then you gotta. It's not like you have one event. It's like you have all these events. You have to have all the referees, all the like. It's insane! It's insane! It's insane. Dude, I think about this so much, though. Imagine trying to plan a campaign as a Civil War general, though. There's so many things that go into it. So you have, like, the commissary department and, like, making sure that everybody has food. You have, like, the transportation, sure. like, making sure that you can actually get people there. Bro, you have bro the my argument isn't that it's easy. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, the it's Olympics easy. Is harder. I'm just saying the Olympics is way harder because things have to go according to plan. When things have to go according to plan... It's yeah. much harder. If, if, okay, dude, if I was saying like, Matthew, you come visit me, show up whenever you want within a week. It, yeah. so, you know, not show up at 12.01 p.m. One's going to be way easier for you to do than another, considering there's traffic yeah, sure, sure. and flights. And but think about this, too. Like, okay, so when... Again, this is been undisputable. Wait, wait, there have been hundreds of Olympics that have point. happened. What's so there's a program. There's been hundreds of Olympics that have happened. And so like there's a kind of, it happens every four years. So everyone's like, okay, we know the protocol. And also like, there's not an organized group of people who are trying to prevent the Olympics from happening. Except for like, I don't know, sometimes there's like some terrorist or anything like this, but it's like Okay, three usual. things, two or three things to dispute what you just said. Number one, it's not the same people doing it all four years. Sure, there's a playbook, but you have completely new people doing it every time right okay yes. two it's not like there's a board there's a physical border to country you're like well sir our jets actually can't cross into the country because there's this huge wall that goes three miles into the sky that dude it's like <laughs> that's not how it works right um and yeah, it's not in opposition people aren't like trying to actually prevent you from doing it whereas in the other they are Maybe. I mean, or you just drop bombs and then they stop fighting. I don't know. They're, one's very, again, I feel like you're, you're disputing an undisputable point. You should go try doing both and then get back to the show 
get back on to verifiable randomness and tell us how your experiences went. <laughs> it would be awesome. I would love to do both of those things. I think it would be really fun <laughs> to organize. Man, I, I can't even imagine running the Olympics. You know, every day, like I'm, the number of fires they probably have to put out leading up to it is probably like every day, like 20 different things they have to solve. Um, and they're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Anyway, um, in this Grant documentary that I watched, they had an interview with I think like David Petraeus or something like this, and he was like commenting about Grant and all, and like like how good of a general Grant was and how like difficult it is to be general, but like I feel like they're categorically different types of people. I think of Ulysses S. Grant as a general, and I think of David Petraeus as a bureaucrat. Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean, though? Grant is, like, somebody who's, like, developing strategies, like, trying to, yeah. like, yeah. But yeah. David Petraeus is just, like, a figurehead, like, guy yeah. who's, like, yeah. just doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Grant didn't have all these silly government consultants that just spent money on to, like, give them these ideas and plans and think tanks. Those guys are cool, though. He probably had to do that, all that stuff himself. Those guys are so cool, though. I read this book by the guy from Blackwater, and it was so awesome. He was like, basically, have you ever seen this bridge in New York called the Kosciuszko Bridge or whatever? It's the new one? It's in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. This dude, Thaddeus Kosciuszko, was a Polish guy. Yeah. And, yeah, in America, like, uh, Russia, so Russia and, like, Germany split Poland. They're like, okay, Poland doesn't exist anymore. So all these Polish people are like, oh, fuck that. I mean, F that. I'm leaving. And they went to America, and he fought in the American revolution because he was like a soldier, but he, Poland didn't exist. So he just fought in America and he was like a mercenary. So this guy from Blackwater was like, there's a long and proud tradition of mercenary soldiers in America going back to the American revolution. And it was such such a funny way to open the book. Well, before we end the show, I I just, I'm, uh... You, you gave me very little pushback on um, my plans, but I think you might understand oh, yeah. them. I would say give it time, though. I feel like... But I told you, I have, I've given it enough time. <laughs> I don't and know. And not waste more time. It's also in the middle of COVID, man. I don't know. Do what you feel. It'd be like, I... it'd be like if I was, I was like, Matthew, I'm in this terrible relationship. And yeah. instead of getting you saying get out of it, you said just give it more time. I'd be like, you are the worst advice giver <laughs> I've Maybe ever so. heard. Maybe so. No, dude, just give it time. It's COVID. Just stay with her. It doesn't matter. That is almost always the advice that I give to everybody about everything, actually. Give it time? Yeah. I gave this and almost nobody listens to me ever. Because <laughs> it's myself. terrible advice. <laughs> is it though? I feel like. Yes. Yeah, but then I feel like there's, I've read this book once by Ralph Waldo Emerson or something like this. And he was saying like, people like to travel to like Rome or something like this, but Rome didn't become Rome because Romans went and traveled. Rome became Rome because they stayed there and made it dope. You know? Okay, but I don't think I 
10% see where you're coming. If someone was like, I don't know, an immigrant who was getting abused in Rome because they hated immigrants. <laughs> and you were a like, plebe. no, dude, just give it if time. If they were a plebe. If they were a plebe. You're like, no, dude, just give it time. <laughs> Be terrible advice. Terrible advice. All right. Any final thoughts? Mm. Viva plebes, dude. Plebes rock. Plebe life. Plebes rock. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this less boring episode of Verifiable Randomness and have fun, fun out, out there. Out there.